but I'm talking about the people who we, the unsung heroes in our lives that we don't usually recognize, and or if we recognize them, we, we recognize them in a way that's usually a negative and filled with anger or hate or spite or whatever it is towards the person. And I learned, I something I knew, but I re-remembered that um, there's souls that are come into your life, and part of their reason for passing through. Um, is to help you. Welcome to Becoming Frank. This is a podcast about one man's descent into darkness and his quest to find himself again. A journey of self-discovery, self-realization, and hope. An attempt at taking an in-depth, honest, and truthful look at himself. Welcome to Becoming Frank. All right, so I lied. I'm going to do one more episode before the end of the year. Um... Kind of an addendum, I guess. Just, uh, I felt it was important to let everybody know that, you know, I think for this uh, year, this be this podcast, Becoming Frank, um, well, I don't know if it helped anybody else, but it definitely helped me. Um, yeah, it really has. I, you know, um, go back to the beginning of the year, some of the things you know, I know I've mentioned through my different podcasts about like road rage, I kept using that as an example of losing your temper, temper and when, uh, you know, trying to keep composure and learning how to control that and not letting anger get the best of you. One of the reasons is that back in February, um, I got COVID. Um, I was pretty angry about how I got it and how I wasn't told that somebody had it and it really kind of got me pissed off. And then the day I was able to finally go out, I went out, I got cut off by some guy with a New York plate, and I lost my friggin' mind. And um, it was a road rage incident that ended with me getting arrested for, um, well, it was pretty silly overall, but not silly, serious enough that I was pretty upset with myself afterwards that I had lost my mind like that. Um, So that's how the year started. I was in a pretty angry place still, I guess. You know, quitting drinking was a good thing for me, but I still was dealing with anger issues. And, um, you know, I just, I'm sure it wasn't the fact that I got cut off that I was really angry. I know it wasn't. I know that wasn't why I was angry. I said, you know, I've unpackaged a lot of stuff, dealt with stuff through the different broadcasts, I mean, a podcast this year, and, um, but, yeah, I lost my mind, and anyway, so that was not a good time, um, uh, but it made me deal with it, and that's, I got closure on that in December 3rd, not complete closure, but, you know, I'm, I've entered a program that I am going to have that stuff never, what I was charged on will be removed from my record, and I will clear it up, and I'm dealing with it just because um, I should have never lost my mind that way, and there's consequences for when you do, I probably could have gotten out of it if I had fought it, but I just figured I should take my penalty, my licks, because um, I deserved it for losing my mind like I did. Um, my ex-wife, um, who, you know, <laughs> I'm glad she's my friend now because, you know, I talked to her afterwards about it, and she was the one that, she put it in a pretty good term. She's like, well, apparently you wanted to teach somebody a lesson that day, and 
that person was you. You got the lesson. So, or if I hadn't, I would still be a mess, but no, I got the lesson. Um, and so there's that. And I know on my last uh, podcast, I kind of, I opened up a dark space. I shined some light on it. And um, that was important. That's an important thing to do in life because um, things got better after that. <laughs> uh, things have gotten a lot better. So, um, yeah, just sobriety is a good thing. Um, and, but it, you don't get the benefits really, well, you do get benefits right away, don't you? you know, but you don't, it really takes time. The, I guess the reason I say it takes time is because when you're an, an alcoholic or an addict, I think, you know, you don't, you're in that addiction for so long that you don't realize how much damage emotionally and mentally you've done to yourself while you're in it. And then when you finally kick, you decide to say like, okay, well, all right, I'm kicked, so life should be better now. No, it's going to take time to undo all that damage that you did and to unfog your mind, to uncloud your soul, unclear your conscience, whatever. I mean, there's so much burying you did and then clearing all that stuff out so you can start to see clearly then holy fuck you got to deal with the shit that you could see clearly now <laughs> all the stuff that you've been, been burying under the booze and the drugs and you just you know whatever it was that even whatever it is that you were using to not deal with your stuff it doesn't even have to be drugs or alcohol it could have been cutting or hurting yourself or just shopping i mean spending money you don't have people do all sorts of stuff gambling um, but you, you just don't deal with what's actually the problem. And then, like I said, you start, then you have to start dealing with that part of it. And that's going to take some time too, because shit, sometimes it's going to hurt. Some shit's going to be like, damn, I <laughs> wasn't expecting there's going to be times you're going to break yourself down to like bawling and crying and be like, holy shit, this is real. This is what I got to deal with. But if you stay sober and you deal with it and you work through it, you know, yes, therapy is probably the best thing for people to do. I'm a very stubborn, I can fix this on my own guy, and that's why it's taken me 40 years probably. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so if you didn't want to waste that much time, maybe therapy, you could probably get it done in a year or so. And, well, not done, but you straight yourself out a lot quicker. Um, but that being said, I have... You know, I've come pretty pretty far in this one year. There's a couple people, too, that um, along the way who've been, um, I don't know, essential in helping me to change, but not in the way you would normally think. I mean, there's a lot of great people that are close to me that always wish for the best for me, um, and that's always there, and they've always, they're always supportive, and I love them dearly. But I'm talking about the people who we, the unsung heroes in our lives that we don't usually recognize. And, or if we recognize them, we, we recognize them in a way that's usually a negative and filled with anger or hate or spite or whatever it is towards the person. And I learned I, something I knew, but I re-remembered re that um, there's souls that are come into your life and part of their reason for passing through um, 
is to help you give you, to help you learn to become a better person, to change your life, whatever it is. And some of these people come through your life and it's like some of them make the ultimate sacrifice to their soul. They're, if you believe that we're all consciousness, different consciousness, and that we all inherit these bodies different times and we come through for different reasons in different ways, that's my belief. And every, all the consciousnesses, we're all connected and we're all here to help each other learn. Some people agree to come through and hurt you bad. And it's not like, I mean, I think, I would like to think that when you're finding out, like, this is what you're going to go be in somebody else's life. And you find out that you're going to have to be that person that has to commit, like, atrocious acts in this lifetime to help that person grow, that soul grow, that conscious grow, you got to be like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. And, but that's, that's what you're destined to do. And so sometimes people come into your life and maybe they do things that break your heart or destroy your faith, you know, um, in humanity and the, in the natural construct of things, just destroy it. But if you can build back up and repair that, you've grown. And that person sacrificed for that. And then there's, I mean, look at, there's a way I could, you know, it, there's a way of looking at things where you say it all revolves around me and it doesn't. It revolves around everybody, all the consciousness. But we can only see it from our own perspective anyway. And acknowledging your own perspective as long as you realize that it's a, small part of a greater scheme and that your little part in it matters to the greater scheme, then you can understand why things happen in your world. And I mean, I lost, you know, everybody knows my, my brother, John, I lost him to suicide. And the truth of the matter is, I don't think I would be the man I am today if he hadn't killed himself. I think I would have just kept going along in my drunken way and party boy way and just never dealing with any of my issues and never growing and becoming a better person. Now, I'm not saying he killed himself or sacrificed his life just for that. For me, that's pretty selfish and foolish and very myopic. But, um, but there's something to be said that for all the people that he touched in his life and when he made that ultimate sacrifice... That was part of his contract, his agreement, what he was going to do this time through. And so for that, I celebrate him for his life and for the people he touched and the massive way he grew and soared in his little short time on this world and in, on this planet. And his consciousness, man, making that ultimate sacrifice, that's, I mean, he was a fireman for Christ's sake. He was a man who sacrificed in all aspects, you know? So just, and then there's a guy on a completely like more lighthearted way. Um, I had a job where I was uh, delivering auto parts for a little while, probably, again, this is stuff where I hadn't quite completely gotten out of whatever self-issues that I had that dealt with that I buried with the alcohol and all that. It was still part of it. I was taking jobs that were really below my level, but they were comfortable. But there's also a reason. I also I knew when I took the job, I said to myself, you know, this is, you're where you're supposed to be for now. 
And there was this one coworker, I think I've mentioned kind of in a podcast before, who just annoyed me. Every day, I, and I tried to say, Frank, just let it go. It's not a big deal. What's, why are you worried about it? It's not your concern. Just, but just his selfishness and his disdain for his coworkers, and it's just so, I, I, I couldn't, the way he did, treated other human beings is people that he worked with and he knew and just like with no respect whatsoever and so selfish and I, it just ate at me every day and I was like, why can't I get over this? Why can't I get over this? And then one day the answer came to me because he's there to show you that you're not supposed to be here. That's his goal. That's his role. That's his thing. He's doing that. He's come into your life. And the reason why you're focused on it and can't let it go is because that's the reason. He might not even, he probably doesn't even know that that's his role. He's because he's very, no, but because that's just who he is. But because the reason you're reacting to it this way is because you need to change your situation. Every day you come here, you see him, he aggravates you. How do you make that not happen? Don't come here and see him anymore. That's how you make that not happen. So one day it just got under my skin so much. I couldn't take it. I came home. I was off the next two days. I was like, boom, get online, LinkedIn resume, update, Go out, send out 10, I sent out 10, over two days, I sent out 10 applications for jobs. Um, I got two callbacks out of the 10. Um, one was right, was not for me right away. The other one I went in and interviewed for, and I got the job. And I'm back in my, the, <laughs> my career field, I guess. Print is not what I ever sent out to do, but that's what I do and I know, and that's where I'm back. I'm, now I'm in a good job paying me I'm not paying, making a lot of money, but better money than I was making before. It was an improvement. And around the same time, I went to my uh, friend, Christopher the Minister from the Rat. He uh, said, hey, you want some? Well, it was his birthday. I went and hung out with him. And he's like, hey, man, we'll hang out again at the Rat uh, Halloween party. Uh, you know, put, I'll get you some tickets, put you on the list. We'll be good. All right. So I go down to the Rat Halloween party. And that night I meet a woman who dressed as Snow White, but she has a, um, a booking board like in front of her, like you would hold up that says, you know, her charge is breaking and entering. Um, and it was, it was funny. It was a great thing, Snow White. And I was said, you know, she, we looked at each other and she grabbed me, said, let's go dance. And I went and I danced with her. And we went out on a couple more dates and things have been going pretty good with that too. And now, you know, and I can just, I'm not rushing anything, We're taking it slow, things are good, but thing, you know, things are, uh, it makes me very happy, and anybody watching my Facebook knows that, you know, Karen is the girl and the woman, and I, she does make me very happy right now. So, I guess, you know, what I'm trying to say is, oh, I can't leave out Eric Wilkenfeld, because He's also a guy who came, he lives, in, he's in California. He's a person who, uh, we didn't see eye to eye at points when we worked together, um, mainly because we were both very passionate about our work and what we wanted done and how it should be done. And, but we had mutual respect and he actually called me and said, Hey, there's a job open here in California, production, print production, which I think I know you would be really, really good for. Are you interested in it? And I was like, um, 
Yeah, because I wanted to get out of where I was. And then, you know, so I talked with the guy out there and I was pretty close to leaning to it. But then I realized I couldn't leave here and go here. But if Eric also inspired me again to, um, well, he reminded me of the person who I was when it came to print production and what I do know and his faith in me that I would be a person for that job, renewed faith in myself that I should get back into the industry and that gave me the um, will and the belief to put, go and put out all the resumes that I did. So thank you, Eric. Um, I haven't told you that personally yet. I'm doing it here now, but I think when I get, as soon as I get done recording this, I'm going to send you a text and uh, wish you Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and thank you personally for having faith in me and knowing that I had that ability and reminding me of that. So, so with that, you know, I'm going to wrap this up. I didn't plan on going too long. Um, I just wanted to say that, you know, I don't know if anybody, if you hear this, if you listen to this, if you want to recommend it to somebody and say, hey, you know, listen to this from the beginning. You'll see here this guy who was like done, done with his life at one point, like didn't care to live and even had dark periods through this year going through it. But and hey, there there'll probably be dark periods coming up. You know, I have one already recently with this new um, woman in my life, Karen, and she. I had explained to her that you know I have these things, but after I told her about it, you know, I got a feeling that I I could because I can tell her anything that I, it'll help me to not get so far deep into them again. Anyway, the thing is that. If you think somebody can get some help from these, I hope you would recommend them to people. You know, it's just, for me, it's really worked. You know, I called it Becoming Frank at the beginning, and, you know, I was pretty angry and still kind of lost and was hoping that by talking through this stuff, I would become Frank again. And um, I got to say, I'm ending the year with a job back in the industry that I've spent my career in with a woman who I believe really, really, really likes me as we say to each other for right now, cause it's safer. Um, and, um, uh, I think it worked for me. So hopefully it can help somebody else out. I think I know for a fact, there are some people who've already told me that's helped them out. Um, look at, be good to yourself. Love yourself. First of all, love yourself. Without that, you can't love anybody else. You can't accept anybody else's love because if you don't love yourself you don't believe you deserve love and you're never going to let it into your life once you start to love yourself you'll treat yourself a lot better and you'll start to reach realize your potential and start to reach for it and every day grow watch look around see the signs are all around you sometimes like i said those things you think are negatives are actually people making sacrifices to teach you hard hard lessons that you need to learn so pay attention. Remember, everything is there for a reason. It's all there to help you grow. You just got to see it in the right light. Love y'all. Have a great, great new year. I hope 2022 helps you find your true happiness and that's your inner self and a great relationship with that person. Thank you. I love you. Bye.